On this edition of Opinions Matter, should gambling advertising be banned? And if so, why? Because I lost my family. My, my mother stopped talking to me, my brother stopped talking to me, I became homeless and I had to go and get help for it. While others believe this is all down to personal responsibility. That was his choice. I mean, people say addiction is not a choice. Of course addiction is a choice. We also heard about the absolute devastation that gambling causes. So I, just, I answered at 7 o'clock and she was just crying her eyes out. She lost 37,000. That's all to come. Go Light presents Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Turn on any TV channel at any time and you will see ads for gambling sites and apps. They're everywhere, especially if you're watching uh, one of the sports channels. But here's a question for you. How would you like to see these ads being banned from our TVs? I'm talking about gambling ads. Gambling advertisements could be banned from TV and radio between 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. under a new plan launched by Sinn Féin. They've accused the government of doing nothing to tackle gambling addiction. Sinn Féin spokesperson on addiction, recovery and well-being Thomas Gould uh, described the lack of regulation of the gambling industry in Ireland as frightening and unbelievable. Um, He went on to say uh, that they are calling for a ban on ads on TV and radio before the 9pm watershed and suggests that a similar ban should be extended across all online platforms. Now, uh, Jeremy, you're not particularly a gambler. No, never gambled. Uh, What are the chances? (laughs) <laughs> I've never gambled. Uh, no, I've gambled the odd time. I don't have any of the gambling apps on my phone. Here is my take on this uh, whole issue, okay? We have, according to the latest uh, stats, we have 40,000 problematic gamblers in Ireland. Now, that's only scratching the surface, I believe, because there's a lot of people who have gambling uh problems and they're in denial they don't even realize i've a mate i've told you about him he has all the gambling apps on his phone and he now cannot watch a sporting event without without gambling on it but if you were to say to him have you a gambling problem no not at all don't have a gambling problem so forty thousand is a conservative estimate of how many uh, problematic gamblers we have in the country it's probably a hundred thousand maybe even more Mm. Should we ban the ads off TV and radio? Absolutely not. Why? Because these people are adults, okay? And there's such a thing. I like my food. You know that. I love food is my vice. That is the one thing. You know, I'm not into drinking drugs or smoke. Food is my thing. I'd eat food 24-7. I'd often, I, I, I'm a foodaholic. I really am. Should food ads be banned off the television because I don't have the willpower um, not to run in round to McDonald's um, as soon as I see an ad for McDonald's on the TV? So we need to start treating people like adults, okay? And I'm sorry if you're listening and you have, uh, if you have gambling uh, issues, but that is not my fault. I don't have a gambling issue. And maybe I want to see an ad to see what the odds are uh, in the uh, Everton-Liverpool match that I happen to be watching. And maybe I will place a, a bet on it. We have to stop pandering to the small percentage of people who will see these ads and it will make their, their gambling addiction Okay, here's, here's my take on it. Uh, gambling absolutely destroys lives. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely obliterates some people's lives. And in fact, if you have been Personal choice. Uh, affected Personal by choice, gambling really. addiction, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us a WhatsApp to 085-825-2626. Sorry, my point was gambling destroys lives. 
other things that we have in our society that destroy lives, we don't allow to advertise anymore. And I'll give you an example. Cigarettes destroy lives. They destroy people's health. Uh, they're not good for you, so we don't allow it to be advertised. Sorry, you're, you're a smoker. Has your life been destroyed? In, no. in, in the long run, no, maybe. It hasn't. Your life hasn't been destroyed by smoke. Okay, but it, we, we, sh- we don't advertise cigarettes. We don't allow spirits to be advertised on television here in Ireland. Yeah. Because, again, it can uh, spirits can destroy lives. And you know what? And yet, you honest, then you switch on a sports channel and it's riddled with okay, ads for on, uh, betting on. companies. Okay, so you won't see an ad on the telly for gin. No, yeah. you won't. No, you won't. Is that stopping people drinking gin? No, I was at a house party a couple of weeks ago and everybody was drinking gin. Do you think those people said, oh, I better not drink gin be- because uh, it could be bad for me? So having uh, no ads for gin or vodka on the radio or the TV is doing absolutely nothing. It's personal choice. We are all adults. It's our bodies and we can do it. Okay, but somebody who has a gambling uh, problem and then they see this ad saying, hello, come advertise, come uh, use me, come use my app. The ads are very sexy. They are very sexy. They're they're specifically made uh, to pull you in, to suck you in. And I get that, but that's, that's their business. I just think we stop need to treating people with kid gloves. People can make their own decisions in life. And here's the thing. Here's, a, here's another issue. If you want to get rid of gambling ads, uh, every time you turn on the TV night and day, it's that bloody Elvis song. I don't worry whenever skies are green. You know that ad? Yeah, the ad worked on you, obviously. Yeah, because yeah. it's on every it's day. It's for the national lottery. For yeah. the lottery. 40% of the Irish population regularly do the lotto in Ireland. Okay, Four, but uh, on the upside... Are we, are on the we upside, going to ban... Are we going to ban those ads? Okay, um, but on the upside, hundreds of millions of that money is given to good causes here in Ireland. So Ah, well, then it's okay. Ah, well, then the lotto... But there is an upside to it, is the point I'm trying to make. We like you, to, hang on, is the lotto not destroying lives? You just say gambling is destroying lives. Are lives being destroyed by the lotto? I don't think so, no. Ah, so it's only certain gambling that you have an issue with. Is that what you're saying to me? Yes, I don't believe the lottery is destroying people's but lives. But it's gambling, Adrian. It is gambling. It's a different type of gambling. Oh, it's um, a different type of gambling. Okay, That's we, like saying there's a different type of drug drug taking. Oh my God, you've made an eat out of yourself. No, I'm, I'm not making an eat out are. of myself. The only reason I would be in favour of uh, the lottery is because um, good causes benefit uh, to the tune of hundreds of millions every year out of uh, the lottery. That's part of their their contract. This is Robbie. If you ban gambling lads, then you have to ban the lotto. The lotto is the biggest form of gambling and Jeremy is dead right in what he says. It doesn't matter where the money goes. It's still gambling. Put it this way, I don't know anybody who has spent an absolute fortune and become strung out on gambling and spent tens of millions of uh, euro on gambling on the lottery. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the wrong one. Now, uh, Niall, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? We need to be tougher on gambling overall. In what way? Uh, one of the suggestions is a ban on gambling advertising. Is that what you'd like to see? Yeah, for a start on the watershed. But the other thing is we have gambling in children's video games. Like what? And, uh, you have FIFA Ultimate Team. So basically, uh, children are spending money on trying to build their best team and you never get the player that you want. That's the idea of it. It's, it's, they, call it they call them loot boxes. You're basically spending, spending money and you don't know what the prize is. is so, it, but is that real money they're spending? Yes, it is real money. What happens is a lot of games now you buy digitally. 
So you download the game and then your your card is connected to to the game itself, your credit card details. And what what will happen is your child would, would want to um whether it would be uh, you know, he wants Lionel Messi in the team, he might he'll spend the money on the on the loot box and he won't get Lionel Messi. He'll get somebody else that he didn't want. And it's like it's like they're basically spending money on purchases they didn't ask for. So it is gambling. In answer to my question, then, uh, you, you said we need to do more about gambling. We need to deal with it uh, more head on in the same way that we've dealt with uh, cigarette advertising and alcohol advertising. Children are spending thousands of money on, on the on these before they even reach adulthood. They're actually addicted to gambling. They've actually looked into this in NHS in Britain. And before they're even 18, they're addicted to gambling. According to uh, Robert, uh, the loot boxes and video games is a real danger of uh, gambling. Um, which, if anybody knows any more information, please let us know on 085-825-2626. Now, John, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, John? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfectly. Now, um, John, should we have a ban on advertising for gambling companies? Definitely should have um, should have a ban on the advertising. And first of all, can I just get to Jeremy there and just uh, tell him the difference between lotto gambling and gambling in general on horses and football? And that. Yeah. Lotto gambling is generally, it's generally, I mean, there are exceptions, but it's generally quite controlled. People will do the five euro quick pick every week, and that's it. Whereas when you're gambling on horses and whatnot, when you start losing money, then that's when the chase begins. Well, no, 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 John, no, no, John. Here, I have to, I have to take you up on that because first of all, you can you can spend as much as you want on the lottery every week. You, I know people that spend fifty quid on quick picks mm-hmm. every week. Uh, secondly. Yes. When you play the lotto, you are putting money down. You are gambling on the chance that your numbers will come up. There's absolutely, in my mind, there's no difference between putting money on uh, a competition where balls will pop up with your numbers on and horses coming across the, the finish line first. It's the exact same thing, in my mind. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's both. It's only the same thing is, is that it is gambling to an extent. But what I'm saying is... The gambling that's being advertised on the TV with Paddy Powers, they're throwing away free money. Uh, that Well, it's supposed to be free money uh, to attract you back, especially if you haven't been betting with them for a long time and you have an account. Um, it's also very dangerous and it's also very contagious. And you just mentioned it there with children. Because when children see an adult growing up in the gambling environment, chances are they're going to uh, end up gambling themselves when they get older. You know, that's the way it is. And here's another thing. Okay, but say, say, for example, Jeremy just mentioned there a moment ago, he lets his young fellow scratch uh, the thing off on the scratch cards. Is that encouraging a child into gambling? I think it is, yeah, I believe it is. Because they're they're going to get the same buzz as the parent when the parent wins. The, the parents got to cheer. Well, we, if he does, he gets, he, he, gets, he gets very upset when he scratches all the things and there's no, the three stars don't show up. Um, but I always thought that was, that was harmless. But yeah. you have already argued that the lottery is gambling. 
surely a scratch card is the exact same thing. Yeah, but I don't think my, my son doesn't understand what a scratch he card does. is. He does. He understands that it didn't work for him. He just likes getting the coin and scratching this across. Is the, yeah, but this is what John is arguing about the chase of gambling. Well, then should kids never be allowed? You go out to Bray any of the time and you see all the kids putting the, you know, like the um, the tipping points, that game. You know where they put the, the five cents down the, the thing and it pushes off. Is that gambling? Well, okay. any, anything that involves money is gambling. You know, if, if, you, if, you're, if you're working on a chance thing, it's all gambling. But there's different types of gambling, and some are just a little bit more serious. Uh, some are a little bit more serious than others. I mean, there's all different types of drugs, but some are more serious than others. Okay, so the question that we're asking today, John, is should there be, and Sinn Féin have uh, called for this just today, should there be a ban on all types of uh, gambling advertising, say, before 9 o'clock in the evening? I think there should be a total ban on, on advertising for, for gambling in general. Because I tell you, I want And, to, I and want sorry, to, John, do, uh, does that include the lottery? Because that would be the most common advertising we'd ever see for gambling. Well, it, well, it wouldn't really. It wouldn't because, you see, the lottery will, will uh, hit your normal television set or the normal channel and they won't be advertising it tons and tons of times a day. When you're in, like, for example, a pub environment, which is where most people that gamble, they will be in, in a pub environment and it's being bashed at them every few minutes. And they, they, they put things up like, we're going to give you this at half time in the match and before you know it, half the pub's running out to get onto the bet. Now, I'll tell you why it should be banned and, and if it's not banned, there should be uh, the same way when they had the cigarettes and they were advertising and they told you what the damage could be done to your body by uh, smoking cigarettes. They at least had that decency to tell you that. The, the, uh, the bookmakers give you no. They don't tell you that by gambling online that you affect your credit rating for life. You know, these are things that people should know. Let me ask yep. you a question. Have you ever been in, have you ever been in a bookies? A lot of times, too many times. Do you, have, you ever gam- have, you, have, you, have you ever gambled with an app? Yes. You were able to gamble using an app and you were able to go into a bookies and you're not addicted to gambling because it's not in your nature. No, so, I'm, not addic- I'm not addicted to gambling because I went and I got treatment for it. That's why I'm not. And that took an awful lot of time of my life and a very, very hard time of my life. So it wasn't as simple as just, oh, I'm not yeah, going to do this. But you have to it be aware that not in, yeah, but not in, there are some people who are susceptible who have this kind, they have this personality, an addictive personality, don't they, Adrian? There are certain people yeah, who have an addictive personality and they'll become addicted to, to everything. And there are other people like myself who can go to the dogs or can go to the horses once a year and uh, bet a couple of quid that night and then walk away from it. But that's, but that's the same with any... Like, these are all addictions. I mean, smoking was an addiction. Would you go into a restaurant now that, that allowed people to smoke? You probably wouldn't if you're a non-smoker. But back in the day, you had mm. to accept it. But now I'm sure everybody's happy that that situation has changed. Okay, and so you believe you believe that we have such a problem with a, a, a gambling addiction or problem gambling, as it's called, that we need to take action and we need to ban advertising that is actively encouraging people to gamble. Right. Here's my here's my outlook on it. Either ban it completely or allow it with restrictions and with some warnings, with some health warnings, mental health warnings, as well as physical health warnings. For John there, uh, every single gambling ad you see on the television um, has the warning, gambleaware.ie or whatever the case may be. They all do come with warnings. So that is a step forward, isn't it? No, because the health warnings for cigarettes told you and showed you what it could do to your lungs. There's not one advertisement, and if you can quote one advertisement, 
advertisement it's been on and said, you gamble with us today, Paddy Power, whatever company you are, uh, but by the way, if you do bet online with us, the chances are your credit rating is going to be unacceptable to any bank and you will not get a mortgage at any stage in your life. And uh, uh, by the way, he's speaking facts, especially if you're uh, using uh, your bank account to fund, say, your uh, online app. The banks mm-hmm. then get to see that transaction, and well, that's yeah, and that's where you can be in trouble. Okay, stay there for one second, John. So you're mm-hmm. saying, if not a total ban on advertising, in, your, in your face risk adverts, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, stay there for one second, uh, Lisa. You're on opinions matter. How are you? Hi, Adrian. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Lisa. You've heard John very clearly saying there should be a complete and utter uh, ban on advertising, or if not much more serious warnings. What do you think? I, I, I think absolutely no. I think um, we need to start treating people, you know, like adults who are capable of making their own decisions, whether they're right or wrong for them. Do you know what I mean? I heard John say that he went and he got help and he got through a, a former, what sounds like an addiction anyway. Um, so he did that without anyone, you know, curtailing him or stopping ads at this, that and the other. There's accountability, Adrian, across the board, and addictions come in many forms. Do you know what I mean? A lot of addictions are there around, we'll say, for instance, eating disorders or disordered eating, as they say. Mm -hmm. People eating too much, eating too little. What do we do? Stop selling food. I mean, people need to get a grip and take uh, ownership of their own actions. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, we don't live in an ideal world where things are as, as plain and simple as that. Why should any company babysit patrons? Come on, John. People need to take ownership for their own actions. Do you know what I mean? You did it yourself. You went and got help. Some people have, as uh, Jeremy said, more addictive personalities than others. Do you know what I mean? I mean, th- this country is saturated in alcoholics. What are we going to do? Close down every off-license? What I'm asking is that, like everything else, you know, alcohol, there were warnings about alcohol. Um, there's warnings about drugs. There's warnings about cigarettes, or was when they were being advertised. Why not get the same for gambling? These are all addictions, regardless of what well, they're not. Well, let me not tell you, John. Is addicted. Not everybody is addicted, but these are all addictions. Yeah, well, I've been in. I've been in. I was in a bookies twice recently, doing the lotto, and there were uh, stickers and leaflets at the counters, and they, they were two different bookies for uh, people to get help if they had any gambling addiction issues. So there are steps in place, but when when are people going to take the nappy off their own arse and grow up and take responsibility for their own actions? You can blame advertising what way you like. You can blame it. Uh, come here, this country, there was addiction and alcohol and gambling and the whole lot long before there was internet and this, that, and the other. Long before it. So it's personal choice uh, and, you know, making your own decision and not expecting everyone to, to change everything so as you can be babysitting wrapped up in cotton wool. People need to get a grip. I'm sure that by the end of your programme today, Adrian and Jeremy, that some people now will be. A- bit aware that by gambling online, using your bank account or your debit cards, whatever, they all link back to your bank, that you will not get a mortgage. And it might stop and make them think, before this program today, probably your listeners, half of them at least or more, wouldn't have known that that was a fact. 
No, well, no. they must be sleeping under a cabbage, Adrian. Come on now. Okay, now, um, I, I, that's what I'm trying, that's what I'm I trying would have been aware of that, that I've known people who have gone for a mortgage and they, you know, they have to submit their bank statement and suddenly on the bank statement, uh, the bank sees that, you know, every Friday you're putting 50 euro into a Paddy Power account or a Betfair account or whatever. Uh, and that's a red flag for uh, a bank. And Lisa, realistically, the advert should at least say that, that uh, if you gamble with this app, you could be affecting your credit rating. Is that not reasonable? Adrian, see, this is what happens when people don't read. You know all those little terms and conditions and this, that and the other, right? That we all scroll through and tick the box because we don't want to read. It is there. It is there. If you look properly, it's there. So, you know, that again, that's accountability and ownership. I listened to, uh, I hate to mention your rival, but Joe Duffy spoke for a solid week nearly about this very issue. He spoke mm. to people who were refused uh, mortgages uh, based on gambling on their bank account. Again, it's accountability. It's not up to the government to tell you, oh, don't do this and don't do that, and you better be aware of this. And you won't go for a mortgage, would no. I have a daughter who doesn't, uh, who is saving for a mortgage. If she's, good, she's not simple. If she's going to do the lotto or whatever, she's hardly going to do it through our bank, uh, where the, where a bank manager can see it. Yeah, okay, and I agree with you on that. Uh, you'd want to be fairly stupid to apply for a mortgage and have a whole string of payments in your uh, bank account, in your current account, going to a gambling company. Yes, I, I accept the point that you're making. But the fact of the matter is, and this is what John is arguing, that not enough people know that and not enough people are aware and therefore that should at least be included as a warning on advertising for gambling companies, shouldn't it? Well I, well, I want to know about, say, John, for instance, right, is if John has managed to get through an addiction, right, and come out the other side of it with help, with hard work, and I take my hat off to him because addiction of any sort mm-hmm. is absolutely horrendous. It doesn't matter what it is. It's horrible, right? If he did that without anyone kind of giving him warnings and red flags up for him, well, why can't he, you know, have the same expectation? Okay, John, uh, John that's a reasonable question, actually. You were able to deal with your gambling issues uh, without having any warnings or whatever on adverts, so surely mm-hmm. other people can do the exact same thing. Yes, no, but what she doesn't know is that whilst I uh, got through all that thing, I still can't get a mortgage. I, I still can't buy a property. So it's your own all right, Adrian, say, I hate to sound sharp. Go sharp on, go I really on. do, right? I don't mean to. But again, if he can't get a mortgage, that's because he chose a lifestyle that would infringe his his ability to get a mortgage. That was his choice. I mean, people say addiction is not a choice. Of course addiction is a choice. But I, I smoke. I'm addicted to cigarettes. But I put the cigarette in my mouth. Okay, you know and, you're, I mean? and you're not no, blaming anybody else no, only than yourself. No, okay. it's me. All right, this is Tom. Lads, how's it going? Um, as someone who's a compulsive gambler in recovery for the last four and a half years, um, these companies don't care about people in addiction, um, in gambling addiction. All they care about is money, grab money, grab whatever they can. They might put out ads there now saying, oh, uh, responsible gambling and all that, but they don't give a fiddlers about people uh, like myself in recovery from uh, addiction. Um, 
And Jeremy, yeah, okay, it's a personal choice, but it's an addiction. It's one of the most secretive addictions um, that's out there. There's no smell. There's no um, stumbling around after you've gambled and lost money. Um, and on the other point, Jeremy, you're saying about ads, we don't advertise... Um, have ads on TV for drugs i.e. coke or heroin and weed and all this so in my way yeah we need to ga- we need to stop these um, ads for gambling it just needs to stop um, I think this country needs to do a hell of a lot more um, to help gamblers um, because there's not enough done um, in, in Ireland and um, it needs to be done we need a lot more help for gamblers in this country so that's that's just my tuppence worth on it lads from someone that's experienced the, the gambling um, for a long time and thankfully now been uh, four and a half years in recovery in recovery he says uh, and Lisa to listen to that and to hear him describe himself four and a half years in recovery, that sounds exactly like you would hear, and in fact last week on the show we spoke to drug addicts who are a number of years in recovery. It's the same thing. It it absolutely is the same thing. An addiction is an addiction whether it's, you know, some people are believe it or not addicted to being depressed. Do you know what I mean? Addiction is a is it's it's a term used and it's not really looked into properly. Some people quite literally are addicted to being depressed. They don't want to feel better. They don't want to change. It's you know it's okay, a broad. That's, a conversa- that, that's another it's a completely another different conversation for another, conversation day. For another totally. day. Yeah, but it, but but in line with that, there's only so much you know tea and biscuits you can give someone to talk to uh, to the point that they have to take ownership and make the changes. Okay, well, stay, stay there for one second. Stay there for one second. Let me bring in uh, Kira. Kira, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? Hi, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. What did you want to say on this? Oh, just that first woman that was on. I didn't catch her name. She just really, really annoyed me. Uh, her um, name is Lisa. Lisa, okay. Lisa, seriously, pop yourself on, love. And the, the man he was, she was talking to, who's that? Uh, that was, was John. That was John. Okay, John, fair bloody play to you for being in recovery for, is it four and a half years? Oh, sorry, there was another voice note we played. No, John uh, dealt with his issues a number of years ago, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah right. Does Lisa, has Lisa ever suffered with addiction, any addiction? Like, you can be addicted to anything. Have you ever experienced addiction? It takes over your whole mind. It yeah, takes I over smoke. your whole body. Yeah, I it's smoke, like you're in control of your own thoughts. I smoke, Kara. She smokes, okay, and she's, she's happy with smoke. She doesn't want to give up, does she? I'd love to give up, but I'm addicted but I'm too thick to give up. But if I wanted to, I don't expect someone else to do it for me. I'll do it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you're most likely not going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, right, that's it, not smoking anymore, job done.
took the decision to give them up. So you yeah, but get took a long time. Congratulations. It took a long time. You're, you're, you're making it, it sound like. Okay, but the, the you're, fact, but the you're fact making of the matter. it sound like you should wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm not going to gamble anymore. Okay, but Kira, Kira, listen to what uh, Lisa is saying, and it's a fair point. You took the decision yourself to deal with your addiction. And the argument that she's making is that uh, people who are gambling should be able to do the exact same thing without having to have advertising um, banned. Lisa, can I ask you, do you not think that it might help if advertising for gambling companies was was banned or at least restricted? No, I genuinely don't think it would help, Adrian. If I thought it helped, I'd be the first woman to say, yeah, do it. No, I don't. Uh, I think that, you know, people, again, it just comes back to accountability and making a decision for you. If, if someone wants to give up an addiction, no matter what that addiction is, they, they'll do it themselves without being told or without they can take them. From them. I agree. I agree with you. I don't think taking the ads off the telly would help, but I, I actually posted on the, the thread there, um, maybe they should put up more ads on how to go to recovery. Well, I, 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 I'm, I don't have a gambling issue, but I'm aware of gambleaware.ie because I've seen it uh, very regularly yeah, in I many know. places. I think everybody knows if they need Some help. Some people can be in denial about their, their addiction for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Hang, like on, no, hang, on, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, Kira. If somebody is in denial, and I speak about the, the friend of mine who can't watch a sporting event without betting on it. He bets on everything, even bets on sports that he doesn't watch. If someone is in denial, they're not going to go for help by the very fact that they're in denial they don't believe they have a problem so they're not going to get help that's where the main problem is okay but, they, but so what's ads got to do with us yeah, well uh, hang on Lisa if gambling adverts at least had more information oh, geez, what more can they say Adrian what more can they say like McDonald's when McDonald's have an ad on the, on the TV yeah it'll always say uh, eat as part of a calorie controlled diet or whatever or should be eaten in moderation mm-hmm. yeah do you want that to say more? Do you want an ad for McDonald's now when it, when it has a Big Mac that it shows a Big Mac on the ad for McDonald's and then it says, if you eat this Big Mac, you will have to run for four hours at a approximately 20 kilometers an hour. You will have to do 100 push-ups to work off okay. that. Remember, remember that documentary they did? Oh, it was probably a good few years ago now. I can't remember exactly. But um, somewhere in America, they did a documentary on you know, the way America do the super size like Cokes and... Yeah, super size me, yeah. yeah. That's it, that's it. It was done a few years ago. I think that did actually scare the crap out of a good few people. Yeah, it did. All it right, Kira, yeah. thanks very much indeed for your call. 085-825-2626 is our WhatsApp number. We'd like to get you involved in this conversation. Should we ban advertising for gambling? We were talking earlier on about uh, the loot boxes on uh, online games. Aaron is on to explain a little bit more about that. Man. Hi, guys, by the way. What that man is on about is called FIFA Points. You attach a laser card to whether you play it on Xbox or PlayStation, and you buy FIFA points for real money, five or ten or anything up to a hundred euro worth you can buy. And the way it works is you can buy what's called packs. Now they have random players of any whatever nation, country, player, whatever. 
but you do not have to buy them in the game in Ultimate Team which he's on about there is this thing called the transfer market if when you play games you get coins for free you just get your coins and you can build up coins that way you can buy players off the transfer market you do not have to buy FIFA points to buy packs and you can also buy the same packs with coins you don't have to spend money but I see his point, and in fairness, Belgium back his point up because over in, in Belgium, it is illegal to buy FIFA points on FIFA. It is banned because it's a three-rated game, and they do consider it over there as gambling, and they did make it illegal. Oh, right. Okay. Thanks very much indeed, Aaron, for explaining that to us. Tom, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? Hey, Adrian. How's it going? Uh, you read out my, uh, you, you played my voice message there a little while back. And you, you explained um, on your message how you yourself have had uh, a gambling addiction. That's correct. And four and a half years, thank God, um, without a, without a bet today. Um, but I don't think that they're least to understand uh, where we're coming from on this issue. Um, if if you're an alcoholic, which I am in recovery as well, you can go into a pub. They'll stop serving you at a certain time because you've drank too much. I can go into a casino tomorrow, and I can bet away as much as I want, as long as I want, and nobody's there to tell me. I think you have too much betting there. You've done. They don't do that. It's I suffer with my mental health through this. I've lost jobs, relationships, um, family members pulled away from me because of this. Nobody told me any of this when I put my first bet on um, ten years ago. Um, and I think this is the issue that I don't think she's understanding is that these ads. There was a football match done, and I think Claire Bourne done it. I don't know if you, you've seen it, where there was the ask Oshie McCumble to sit down and note down 275 times gambling mm. was advertised between the start of a football match through the match to the end of a match. Now, that's, uh, you don't see that with alcohol, cigarettes, or anything else. And that's and, uh, uh, Yes, okay, and I take that. And Lisa, he, he is right in what he is saying, that gambling advertising, if you look... At a, at a football match or whatever, not only are you seeing ads during the ad breaks, you're also seeing ads at the side of the football pitch uh, during the, the match itself. You're literally being bombarded with ads for uh, gambling companies. And what I'm hearing uh, is that this just isn't healthy. It's not good for somebody like Tom to be constantly bombarded with this stuff. But again, Adrian, I mean, Tom seems to think that I'm not aware of what this is about. Of course I am. He said that no one told him the first time he gambled that this could be a consequence. Even if they had, would he have listened? No. Well, Tommy, that's a fair question. Had you had those warnings or had there been a limit, would you have listened or would you probably still have gambled? Um, I probably would have still gambled. Yeah, she, she's right. But um, at the end of the day, we don't see, and I, I said this in my voice message, we don't see advertisements on telly for, for cocaine, for heroin, for opiates, for... Oh, because for they're illegal. But see, this is, a, this is what we're, we're campaigning for, and it's been campaigned not only in Ireland, been campaigned for in the UK to stop gambling ads because it it might be illegal, it might be legal to do it, but it's affecting people more than it's affecting anything else. So I could, like, I know people that have remortgaged their homes uh, without their wife's knowledge and have lost their family home through gambling. You know, so at the end of the day, gambling ads need to be stopped. uh, Let me ask you then, 
Do you think we need to go down the road of, uh, and this was mentioned earlier on about, you know, you get a cigarette packet and you see a man with fertility issues or you see smoke being blown in a child's face or you see a leg having been amputated. Is that the way we need to go with gambling? We still have the ads, but you get told you could lose your house if you continue to gamble. Is that how serious we need to get with this? I think so, yeah. And that's me being um, 100% personal. Someone I've been in treatment a few times, sitting in rooms with people who have told horror stories of this. Um, and we only have to go back to um, one the lad that um, t- uh, was involved with the post office at the time of how bad his addiction was to understand where we actually, where the thing is. Uh, but yeah, but, but one, on the other hand... That example that you're giving about the guy in the post office, I can't remember his name, but yes, he was robbing... Tony O'Reilly. That's right. He was robbing rings around himself and uh, to feed his addiction. But cases like that are the exception rather than the rule, realistically. No, uh, Agent, they're only the, um, the, the cases that we know about. I'm just wondering if I can ask Tom what made him get out and stop gambling. Um, because I lost my family. My, my mother stopped talking to me. My brother stopped talking to me. I became homeless um, through it. So I realised that at a stage I ended up in hospital after a very serious suicide attempt. Um, So I realised at that stage, this is not for me anymore. This is what's affecting my life, not um, anything else. This is what's doing with me. I had to open up about my my death and I had to go and get help for it. Obviously, I congratulate you, Tom, and I feel very sorry for you and all that you've went through. But what I congratulate you on is not waiting for a directive of a government decision for advertisement that you realised you hit rock bottom and you knew so you realised that you had to take these steps and change your life and that's my whole point yeah, but Tom, through, through you intervention to, you know through intervention leave it through intervention, intervention with, is how I, no, I realised okay but I mean, ultimately ultimately you made the decision yourself to go and get help is that right Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Anyone that's in addiction has to make that decision. That's, without, uh, and that's um, the point she, that she's making. Yeah, no, you, I understand what the girl is saying, but when the thing I face 24-7, it's very hard when someone is in early recovery to actually not slip back. And all you have to do is go on to different gambling um, group chats and stuff like that and see how many people have been so in early recovery and can't get to the end of the week because these ads are in their face 24-7. Okay, stay but, you, but the, the app is there, Tom. Like, I, I, I mean, no disrespect, right? But even if this legislation went through, that Sinn Fein are the usual verbal diarrhea that they're spouting, you know, this proposal, right? Even if that went through, someone who's in the clutches of addiction, right? That's not going to have any make one bit of difference to them. They already they know how to go online. They know where the apps are. They're already members. They can just log in and do it, right? An ad is not going to make any difference whatsoever. And that's my whole point, that it's ownership yeah, and accountability so yourself. I think if you look at the, the, the bigger state of what the legislation they're trying to put forward, it's not just based on ads. This is put, putting back on the, the pressure back on the likes of the Paddy Powers, Labrooks, Spoils, Sports, where if they see people are gambling more than they're actually earning, that's when they have to lock the account and, and talk to people. This is what they're calling for. Where you know, you know that, that, that's and, a dictatorship, Tom. 
But yeah, I was getting drunk down and stumbling down to the, the toilet. They come back and tell me I can't drink. Is that dictatorship? Listen, if you want to drink when you finish, when last well, orders are called, you can't you answer can drink the question No, I don't think you should be told you've had enough drink in the pub. I think you're a grown-ass adult and you should make that decision. I don't think but that staff should that's babysit the you. That the licence ventilators have put on, on, on pubs is that they have health, they have responsibility to their customers. That if and I think it's wrong, Tom, because if you look into this, but Tom, if you look into all that legislation from the Vintners Association, in effect, an innocent bar staff member can theoretically be done for manslaughter if someone drinks too much and ends up being killed outside with, say, in a car or mm. whatever, right? That's far too much responsibility on someone doing the job. Okay, but, uh, but, uh, but that is the reason that they uh, are very reluctant to, well, in some cases are reluctant to sell more drink to somebody who's already uh, palatic. Lisa, stay with me for one second if you can, please. I just want to bring in uh, this uh, WhatsApp from Peter. Hiya, lads. Just about uh, FIFA Ultimate Team. I've been playing on FIFA for 20 years, and I used to play Ultimate Team, but it's pointless now unless you spend an absolute fortune on it so you get the best team. There's a friend of mine, I won't name his name, but he has a secret credit card that he's not told his wife about, and he puts about six grand on that every year just buying packs on FIFA Ultimate Team. Then he pays it off at the end of the year, and then when the new FIFA comes out, he starts again, and he's just buying packs, buying packs, so he can get the very best team in the game. I think it's ridiculous, and there are kids who are doing it. A friend of mine, his kid managed to buy a load of the packs without him knowing, and it cost him a fortune. It's not good. All right, Peter, thanks very much indeed. Now, um, where am I going next? I'm going to uh, Aiden. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Aiden? Hey, how's it going, Jeremy? How are you? Good, thanks. Now, what did you want to say on this? Yeah, I just think, you know, the whole business model for bookies, do you know what I mean? If, if people weren't gambling, obviously they wouldn't be losing money. Uh, they wouldn't be making money, you know. And it's obviously the same for drinking, you know, alcohol, you know, pubs, nuts, selling drink. People, everything in moderation says great. You know, you can drink. You can take drugs recreationally. You can have a bet for a wee bit of a buzz. But then it just does get out of hand, you know. And I think... You can give all the advertisements that you want, you know, but obviously it's down to the people, you know, but what I don't agree about, you know, I did work for a bookies before for a couple of years and I just don't like the ethical approach, you know, maybe where you have a football match, the Australian third division and at three o'clock in the morning, you have people coming in, having a few pints and then maybe having a bet and then all of a sudden they're chasing it. Obviously mm. they can't make a judgment. You know yourself that like, I know it's down to the people, person himself, you know, but it's the addiction piece, you know. That's the part that takes over where you're chasing the money. You mm. know, it's 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 based, it's and, based and, on your environment. You know? Okay, and we were asking whether or not there should be a ban on advertising which entices people into uh, the, the world of gambling. Now, for most of us who don't have a gambling issue or an addiction issue, uh, it's like water off a duck's back. I, see, I can see a hundred ads and it's not going to entice me because I don't have a gambling problem. But with that in mind, should we have more restrictions on gambling advertising? You see, it's a tough one, you know. For, for me, like, I mean, when I'm talking about even smoking, obviously there's, there's advertisements for banning smoking. For me, I think we should be able to just ban cigarettes completely because it does no good whatsoever, you know. I still smoke. I gamble for 20 years. I've only, I stopped gambling 10 months ago. It was such a task to actually stop and actually just to close down all my accounts. It took a lot to do that, you know. And it's, uh 
In terms of banning, yeah, you can ban everything, but I think you have to get to the root cause of why people are addicted, why they're addicted, you know? Mm. You have to get, like, you know, there's something within somebody's life which is missing and they're chasing for something to fill that gap. Do you know what I mean? They do say, what, the opposite of, uh, the opposite of uh, addiction is connection, you know? And when people don't feel connected, maybe, you know, they're, they're looking for something that's releasing that dopamine hit, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, you have to get to the core rather than just blanket bond. And you, well, let me ask you then, as somebody who was gambling heavily by the sounds of it, that you, you yep. stopped it all, um, yep. how did you cure yourself? Well, it was tough over constant landing myself, landing the people, you know, uh, rubbing Peter to pay Paul all the way through my life, basically. And if, as, if, as somebody stated before, around the mortgage piece, that was a big factor for me because I st- I opened up a Revolut account solely just because somebody said to me, uh, put your money, do your best through Revolut, the bank don't check that. And then when I went to uh, put in from a mortgage, they asked for a Revolut statement. And then sure, they looked at it and laughed, you know, really. It's... Uh, but I, I thought today I, I thought it was it was a way around it. And, and then, in fact, just, I, I just wanted to ask Lisa a question because it sounds like you really went through the mill uh, with a, a gambling addiction. Lisa, when you hear somebody like this guy who went through the mill, do you feel sorry for him? Of course I do. Of course I feel sorry for anyone with any kind of addiction. Addiction is absolutely horrible. Do you know, it, it sucks people's lives in completely. But I have great respect and admiration for him as well because he pulled himself out of it. And and I couldn't have any more respect than I do uh, for people who mm. uh, deal with addictions right across the board. Okay, but, uh, but if you look at, uh, at somebody like this, uh, uh, John, when you see frequent advertising for gambling, does it ever draw you in or, or threaten to draw you in? No, you know what I mean? I still have friends and that, you know, when Cheltenham comes around, you know, I would have been big into horse racing, you know, uh, if Cheltenham come around Grand National, people taxing me saying, hey, and, uh, or who do you fancy, whatever, you know. So it has, I've thought about it, you know, but I think it's, the more I stopped, when I stopped gambling, and then I realised, geez, I've actually got some more money here. Mm. I've actually got money from when I get paid one month, and I've actually got some money left over. Okay, so you're seeing the advantages yourself now. But in uh, yeah. what you've done, really, though, is you've uh, backed up Lisa's argument for no need to ban uh, gambling adverts. Would you, is that how you feel listening to him talk, Lisa? Yeah, absolutely, because I think he had the strength to do it himself. And I de- definitely don't think that advertisements uh, make a difference when someone is in the clutches of addiction. You know, I just think it's about finding their own strengths to pull themselves out of that. And they can't, you know, there's no such thing as I can't. Mm. Everyone, without a doubt, can't. They may feel they can't, but they can't. The ads don't really do anything for you. You know, if you see an ad, don't say, oh, geez, there's an ad. Okay, I'll fucking do it back here. It doesn't work like that, you know. uh, But then, it's it's when you're losing, you know. It's like, that's when when you're constantly chasing it. And the ads can... For me, it was that maybe the bonuses that they were offering. You know, so obviously, do five bats and you get a ten or bat, mm. a ten or three bat. And if I'd have done three bats, I'd say, right, okay, I'm going to do another two, so I'll just get that free bat. And you, it's as if you're getting something from the bookies, you know. But it's, uh, but as you said, I've worked on the other side where you know where it's. I remember a, a lady calling up at like seven o'clock in the morning one morning. It was my first shift on on a Saturday morning, and uh, she was trying to get through from about ten to seven, just constantly ringing the phone. So I, just, I answered at 7 o'clock and she was just crying her eyes out. She lost 37,000 basically using the casinos. And when I looked at her sort of batting transcripts, she was basically, she started off batting 
like at maybe 12 o'clock at night. She was just doing a tanner bed on the relapse in the mm. casino. She was just doing a tanner, a tanner, a tanner. And then it went up to 100, then 50, 50, 50, and then 500, 500, 500. She lost 37,000 oh in the space God. of about three hours. You know, and when you hear kids crying, sorry, when you hear kids crying in the background, and from an ethical point of view, you know, I, I would have seen maybe, as I said, you know, just throwing a match up. Nobody, nobody, nobody really has any insight, you know, into what the support sport team is, whatever the football team, if, the, if they're any good or anything. The boogies just put a price, you know, and people all a lot of people just back favourites. But the way the bookies work, you know yourself, they make the money off. Yeah, so if I, no, I, yeah, I, no, I, yeah. I, the, the real gamblers are the ones backing the outsiders that most of the rest of us think have no chance of winning whatsoever. And then if they come in big, then happy days. So exactly, but then they obviously, but the bookies they're against you playing them at their own game in terms of like they would call it like arbitration. You know, so if I go and say like for instance, Paddy Power have a horse at ten to one, I go and put hundred quid on that horse at ten to one. But then I lay that bet off. Maybe that bet is that horse to be eight to one on Bedford. So then I lay that bet off. It gives somebody maybe a price of nine to one. So then I'll bet a hundred quid ten to one. The horse wins. I'll collect eleven hundred quid. I'll then pay out a thousand quid mm. on Bedford. So I've gained a hundred quid. I have no risk. But if the horse is lost, then I don't. Yeah, of course. That's yep. what the, that's what the, that's what the bookies hit. If you're if, if you're doing that, then you don't shut your account down. Mm. You know, and I've known people. I've known people that that has happened to. But look, uh, I really appreciate you talking to us and being so uh, yeah, open about what what you've been through. Um, but as we said, you kind of backed up Lisa's argument that there isn't a need for a ban on uh, advertising, gambling advertising. But thanks very much indeed for your call. And let me just bring in one last call, and that is Mitch. I believe the visual triggers and the advertisement of gambling should actually be banned. Like you know, it'll take away from the. You know, trigger and the the whole excitement of the gambling houses. Then, just like the smoking ban, the smoking advertisement ban, I believe. Uh, but if you made gambling illegal, it would create a very dangerous underground market because there is a legality of gambling in Japan, but there's a very dangerous underground market. So, it's a balance of you know ban- banning the advertisement, but you know having a safer way to like indulge in gambling. Maybe you know. All right, Mitch. Thanks very much indeed for. Uh, your message and thank you very much indeed to all of you uh, for listening into this latest podcast of Opinions Matter and if you've enjoyed the podcast please hit subscribe or follow depending on where you get your podcasts. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.